the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Hey, remember the SNL skit making fun of all the ridiculous things kids try? They had a news reporter saying, souping, it could happen here. Oh, yeah, all the like TikTok stuff the kids will try. Yeah, yeah well, mm-hmm. the latest crazy trend on TikTok is, it's super dangerous. It's called scooping. Have you heard about this, Kev? I have not. I'm actually surprised you haven't because you love caffeine and you love protein powder. Well, what people are doing is they're dry scooping and they're eating the protein powder with Mm. no liquid whatsoever. It's not protein powder. It is not protein. It is. It's a pre-workout. It's the pre-workout stuff people take. that has got tons of caffeine and stuff that just makes you like. Yeah. And it's got protein in it, too. And uh, they're eating it dry. And the theory is it'll go through the membranes of your mouth and throat and esophagus and activate faster. Well, it caused a heart attack in a 20-year-old woman, Mm. and doctors are warning people against it. Yeah, that that stuff is... I've I've tried it like once or twice, and it it makes you so jittery. I mean, it makes your skin feel like it's got pricklies all over it. So, yeah, I highly recommend don't try it, especially not that way. Do you know anyone who is able to turn a pandemic hobby into a career? Coming up, wait till you hear what this dad came up with. Do you know anyone who was able to turn a pandemic hobby into a career? Uh, my, my niece started an Etsy shop during hmm. the pandemic. That's kind of cool. She makes a customized dog bandana. Is what, check out what this dad did. Michael is from Milton, Georgia, and he's a salesman. Business was down. His wife and kids had major cabin feeder, fever. His kids are learning online from home. And he had a eureka moment. Came home one day with a truck full of lumber and took a piece of paper and kind of drew out what I wanted and just started going to work. He was building a treehouse for his kids and it's fancy schmancy. And they end up like his third grader loves learning out there because there's no distractions. He's got his little Adirondack chair and his laptop and he can learn to the sound of the birds chirping. And his wife shared his treehouse the masterpiece on social media so i posted on like a local mom's group and within the first 24 hours we had 60 requests for quotes the starting wow. price for one of these tree houses is ten thousand dollars he's already built 40 of them that's four hundred thousand dollars uh. just since the pandemic started that's how much money he's made way to go dad that's that's Sweet little side gig there. Yeah. That, that no longer side gig. That's main gig. Yeah. Think about your kitchen. Like, got get a mental picture of your kitchen on a, a typical weekday morning. Can you tell who was in your kitchen by stuff that was left out and not put away? Let's talk about that next. So is your family like mine where if you go into the kitchen on any given morning, you can tell who has recently been there by the stuff they've left out? For instance, last night I walked into our kitchen and there was a, a almond milk out on the counter. Like no one else in there. I'm like, oh, April's been in here. For, for <laughs> some reason, she gets her bowl of cereal. She pours the milk in the cereal and goes sit at our little kitchenette and eats it and leaves the milk on the counter and oh, no. somehow is 
blinded Not to it. Not in the fridge. Blinded to Ew. it after she gets done, and it just stays there. I know it's April. If I walk yeah. into the kitchen and there is the small uh, green pan on the stove with egg residue in it, I know Kyle has been there. And if I go and say, like, hey, you left that pan, you can take care of that. I go, oh, I'm, let- I'm letting it cool down. Mom says it'll warp the pan if I wash it while it's still hot. Oh, okay. So I can't resist. I'll go down and feel the pan and it's cold. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm wondering, are we the only ones? So we had a big family. We were, there were six of us. There's still, we still have two kids living at home with us. Is that the same deal in your house? Can you tell who has been in the kitchen by what is left out on the counter? Drew, can you tell who's been in your kitchen by the stuff that's left out on the counter? Absolutely. My daughter leaves a trail of evidence behind her in the, in the kitchen all the time. She'll leave her water bottles out. She will leave, um, she likes to cook eggs as well. She'll leave the pan in the, uh, the sink. She doesn't clean up after herself. And when she makes her lunch in the morning or for, at, for the next day, I always see bits and pieces of lettuce and lunch meat. So it's just easier to clean up after her. And and what's bad, my daughter's in college, and I think she just has a one-track mind. (laughs) Well, there is hope. Our daughter, Amber, graduated college. She moved out. She has her own apartment. We went and visited her for the first time. She lives a couple hours away. And uh, her apartment was immaculate. I was stunned because she, when she was at home, was just like your daughter. So there is hope. Well, I appreciate the feedback. I I feel like my daughter, I I would like to think that she is so busy that she just doesn't have time, and it's our responsibility as parents to clean up after her. (laughs) That's the way you can justify all of it. Got it. Hey, this is your guaranteed to put you in a good mood story of the day. So think about it for a minute. How many push-ups do you think you could do? Hmm. I hope you know, I could I get through five. I think my record when I was a kid, I had two. <laughs> no, there's uh, you know, the push-up uh, ice cream cone things. Oh. <laughs> so two, I'm going with yeah, two. Yeah, we're talking about the uh, physical feat oh. that is a push-up. Oh, I thought you meant the delightful Not summertime the ice, treat. ice cream inside a toilet roll. <laughs> <laughs> that is a, a orange push-up. Uh, a dad of three from Wisconsin just accomplished one of his greatest goals Setting a new world record for the most number of push-ups in a single year. Mm. The best part, it was to raise money for families of fallen first responders. Nate Carroll, he was cheered on by first responders when he finished his last few push-ups to set the record. It was 1,500,231 push-ups in one year. He's not done. He keeps setting new goals to show his kids he can accomplish anything if, if... you just do a little bit at a time. Follow up the year of, of record number of push-ups. Now he's going to do record number of naps. <laughs> yeah. He said it's really changed his physique because it worked his core, too. So he doesn't have a dad bot anymore. I would he's imagine like really, he's a little top-loaded, like really muscular. Well, he's been running, too. He's been doing, doing other physical feats. <laughs> the upstairs but... and the downstairs match. <laughs> Coming up, when was the last time you felt a sense of awe and wonder? Hey, when was the last time you felt a sense of awe and wonder? Hopefully it's often as a follower of Jesus, right? For me, it was a beautiful sunset I saw recently. Well, new research shows that having a sense of awe about the world around us that God created should be an everyday thing in our lives. Why? 
it has an incredible impact on your well-being. Having awe about something beautiful you saw in nature, for example, makes you happier, more satisfied with your life. Awe also makes us care more about others and increases our humility. But wait, there's more. Feeling awe helps us be less materialistic and helps you cope with stress as well. So I was in the grocery store the other day, Taylor, and um, a mom was having trouble with one of her kids. And she Uh said a phrase that every parent has said this. Every parent. Don't make me. And then the threat was, call your father. (laughs) And I thought, as a parent, we have said that phrase. Don't make me. And then fill in the blank with something. Turn this car around. Like, what, what's the yeah. big threat that you've used, or you can remember your parents using on <laughs> you? When my dad that used. You were, you were gonna, they were, you were gonna <laughs> force them. Don't make me blank. What was it for you? Every parent has been there. I heard a mom in the grocery store the other day threatening her kid who was not, who was having a meltdown, and she's like, "Do not make me." And her threat was, "Call your father." Taylor was talking about the timeless one. I'll turn this. Don't make me turn this car around. My dad did that but one on road trips. It's like parents. Where do we come up with this phrase? Like you're forcing my hand. <laughs> I'm going to have to do this. Don't make me as mm-hmm. if the child has all the power. You're going to make me do this. Don't make me call your father. Don't make me turn the car around. What are some other ones? With uh, my mom and dad, when we were doing the dishes, my mom would say, don't make me come in there. Yes, that we was would my, start the, fighting was in the kitchen. Don't be in our houses. Don't make me come up there. Do not make <laughs> me come up there. What was the ridiculous threat that you would have with your kids or maybe your parents used on you? Hey, it's Kevin and Taylor. We're talking about those threats that parents make. Don't make me blank. What do, what do you remember? What did you use on your kids? Uh, so my son is obsessed with trains. So I would. I still do. He's five, and I still say it. Don't make me take your trains away. Ah, I was wondering if toys was going to come up, Melissa. That's funny. (laughs) Don't make me take that train away. How about this one? Don't make me count to three. (laughs) (laughs) Yep, we do that one a lot, too. (laughs) You know how much mom hates counting? (laughs) Especially to three. Did you hear France is shipping us another Statue of Liberty? What's wrong with the one we got? Uh, She's going (laughs) to stick around. She's good. This is the little sister. It's one sixteenth of the size of just one the the one on Liberty Island. This one is going to be erected on Ellis Island, just across the water from the original, on the 4th of July. One really unique difference about this one. What's the deal? Why do we need it? I don't understand. It's just another gift. I'll, I'll tell you in a second. Um, <laughs> this one is a really unique difference uh, th- about this one is it features broken chains and shackles near the left foot to signify the abolition of slavery. The statue, here's why they're giving it to us, symbolizes freedom and light around the world. France wanted to send a message that our friendship with the U.S. is very important, particularly at this moment, and that we have to conserve and defend our friendship. Could so you, they're uh, sending us a gift. Okay, could you imagine you, you pull up to that thing and, and you don't know that that's the replica, not the real one. You're like, wow, well, let's be a lot bigger. <laughs> <laughs> right? The funniest thing about the whole thing is if it, you know, it's truly a gift. Uh-huh. And it'd be like if someone, like, I, got, I don't know, if I got you a Paris coffee mug and then I decided to get you a Paris um, espresso little cup. Yeah. And you're like, why? Why? I already have one. And I'm like, or, uh, it's a gift. Or did France just do, have you ever gotten a gift from someone, like home decor, and you really don't want it, mm-hmm. but you know they're going to expect to see it. 
Oh, yeah. So is this the international version of that? Were we just gifted some home decor that we're like... That they gifted. I didn't want another we one. We got to put it up. But now we got to put it up because we, we know they're going to be looking for it, right? Hurry, get the statue right, out. Put the thing back up. Where is it? <laughs> okay, be honest. Have you been nesting the past year, ever since March oh, of time. 2020? Oh, yeah. Uh, there's something happening that if you've been nesting in this way, you want to hurry up and nest faster. <laughs> I'll tell you why next. So, have you been doing any nesting since the pandemic started? March of 2020 is when people started. I think oh, everybody has, right? I think I, I, maybe I will read up on feng shui and rearrange this <laughs> living room or redo this or buy some new furniture. And the latest is, have you done any of this in your house, Kev? Have you done any painting Painting, or repainting? Um, no, we had the uh, some stuff done on the outside of the house. Okay, though, well, if you inside. were thinking of doing any painting... You need to nest faster. Sherwin Williams is raising their prices by seven percent in August. What? And over the, you know, like if you're re- repainting the entire inside of your house, that adds up fast. Hmm. So there's one. I've, I did. Some, I'm going to attempt something nesting wise in the next couple of days. Yeah. Um, when we bought our house, it came with two rocking chairs on the front porch. And Aww. I'm going to attempt to sand them down and repaint them because they're they're not looking too happy. What what color are they now? Can you post before and after pictures? They're white, and I just want them white again. But oh. they're like they're what looking all like the paint's peeling. What and, could possibly go wrong? <laughs> I don't know, but I, is this bad? I'm totally thinking of asking my neighbor to help me. No, she why? Why would she wrong? did hers. Hers were black, and she repainted them black, yeah. and they look fantastic. Have you thought and of changing the color, or do you want them to be... They no, must I kind of like, like them white. They look good. Hmm. Yeah. I mean, I could do a real bright color, I guess. Yeah. But I, I bought the white spray paint at Home Depot yesterday, so... Now, are these the rocking chairs that you and Glenn will rock your way into old age sitting in? <laughs> I, I hope not. <laughs> not? I don't want to rock my way into old age. Why? I want to ride my mountain bike into old age. I guess it depends how you look at it. Do you want to rock your way or do you want to rock I want your to way? rock my way in old age <laughs> rock this way <laughs> have you ever been hanging with someone maybe a family member and they get really mad like they're so mad and they do something and you accidentally you can't help it you just bust up laughing <laughs> you're not supposed to laugh right hmm. then we're going to talk about that next so have you ever been around someone and they get so mad and they're in the middle of the volcano erupting and they do something so ridiculous that you just can't help it. You start busting up laughing. That was me and my husband, Glenn, in the kitchen last night. Yeah, I was having one of those days and I was the volcano. And oh, he was you were having laughing. the meltdown. Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. I was going to so, say that's not like Glenn from no, what you described. It him. was me. I was having one of those days where I just felt like destruction was following me everywhere I went. I mean, I went for a trail run. I saw this area that looked a little muddy and I thought I could quote step lightly, which is the dumbest <laughs> phrase ever invented. Step lightly, fall heavily. <laughs> My feet sunk into the mud up to my calves. 
in my brand new trail running shoes. I was so frustrated. That's the, that's the running version of someone they, oh, I can make it through that water in my car. Yes, <laughs> and then they gotta it was. Got to be rescued. Oh, I hope my shoes recover. I sprayed them oh, off man. with the hose and I got home. So that had happened. I mean, all these other like just this, 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 and this. And then it led up to this moment. So you can imagine I'm just kind of like at wit's end at this point. I load the dishwasher after we eat dinner and I realized I had put all the dirty dishes in with the clean dishes. Oh, been there. And yeah. I went, <laughs> and I, I went, snap jack and a half. I cannot believe that. And Glenn starts going, well, you know, we can dig out the dirty ones. I'm like, no, no, it's too late. We're just going to have to run the whole thing. And then he goes, wait, we got to stop for a minute. He goes, did you just say snap jack and a half? And I went, <laughs> and we were in, we were just like falling on the floor. I'm like, where did that come from? I have never heard that expression in my life. And, I just, and he goes, oh, this is going to be the stuff of lore now. We will always use when we're yeah. upset. Snap jack and a half. Well, letter number A. <laughs> Good for you that something else didn't come out. I know. I was so glad. And letter number B, that's a very Phil Dumphy. Remember him from Modern Family, the dad? He would always say things like the biggest one that he said when he was upset that I remember was sweet and sour chicken. <laughs> it sounds angry when you say it. Right? And Snapjack and a half snap really jack worked. Snapjack and a half. But it makes no sense. No. It's what, it's we, what makes it perfect. Like, we cannot wait to tell this story to, like, uh, his dad, is especially, is going to die when he hears this story. And I know we will adopt it as a family, as when we're frustrated, that's what you say. <laughs> so when you were talking about your frustration with the dishwasher, and what did you say? Snap what? Snap jack and a half. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now that, i got to run the dishwasher again. That came out in your, your yeah. frustration. Um, one of my daughters... Um, she did not have the ability to express. She would get so frustrated. Mm-hmm. I'm like, l- let's suppose that scenario happened to her. Yeah. Like the dishwasher. She would like spin on her heels in the kitchen, spin around, just go like, oh, I can't. Mm, ah, mm. <laughs> and I always wondered what words were right on the tip of her tongue. That, but yeah, glad you know, she self-censored. Come Holy Spirit. <laughs> Stopped her from saying it, but it was so funny, and we would all laugh because yeah. you would know she just would start spinning and doing oh, all this stuff. It was so, so funny. funny. Seinfeld has a history of of doing stuff like that. Like they had Boutros, Boutros, Golly, and Yo Yo Ma. That was their two big ones. But my sister Sarah, she listens to our show every day, and uh, she's a kindergarten teacher. And she said, "Awesome! I have a new safe phrase. I think my kindergartners are going to learn this one." Uh, next year, but on accident. <laughs> <laughs> and they're going to be, kindergarten's going to be driving home with mom and going to say, Snap, Jack and a half! And the parent's going to go, What did you say? <laughs> Do you have a favorite parenting hack? This one is from the royal family, and it to me it seems too good to be true, but it, it's so simple and free, and if it works, it's sure worth trying with your kids. This is from Sophie, the Countess of Wessex, mm. and she has two teenagers. Her daughter's 17, and her son is 13. Okay. And like so many parents, she homeschooled them all last year. Um, anytime things got really heated, she would just tell her kids, go outside. <laughs> And the one kid was like, the son was like, cool, I'll get to ride my bike. He sounds like a lot like you, Kev. And his, her daughter would, um, you know, figure out something to do in the backyard. 
and she said, go out there, get some fresh air, clear your mind. She said every time when her kids came back in, the mood was completely different. Mm. So maybe we should try this with kids, married couples. <laughs> Just, hey, I think we need to go outside. <laughs> yeah, I think moms have been doing that for years. You need to go outside and play now <laughs> and don't come back. As a matter it of fact, works. Uh, my best friend growing up, Sean O'Farrell. He had four brothers. It was five boys. Everybody felt bad for his mom. She was surrounded by all these boys and all that testosterone in the house. But she had a rule in the summertime, like you were, they were allowed, the boys were allowed back in the house one time during the day, like for lunch or something like that. But other than that, they had to stay outside and play all day long. That's awesome. And none of us were allowed in the house either. I mean, it was like garden hose. You wanted to drink. There's the garden hose. Yeah. That, that's it. So that's, that's I think great. moms have known that hack for a long time. This is the part of the show where we check in with our producer, Griffin. He's got a wife, Sarah, and a five-year-old and a four-year-old. And he's you know how he and his wife moved recently? Mm-hmm. Uh, he said there's something he is not happy about with his new neighborhood. Huh. Is it the neighbors? <laughs> I hope not. <laughs> we'll find out what it is next. So uh, Griffin Taylor was just saying that even though you guys are still pretty new to your neighborhood, uh, where you moved your new house, you're having trouble with the neighbors. What's going on, man? No, not the neighbors. No, no, no. No, No, that's what she said. She said the neighborhood. neighborhood. Not getting along with the neighbors. No, you're creating stress in his life that he doesn't need. That happened in my last neighborhood, and I had to move because the neighbors listened. I talked about them. I remember that true story. It was easier to move than apologize. No, but in the neighborhood, now that the kids are out of school, it's summertime. Um, the other day, I was in, inside the house, honestly, uh, TMI, I was in the restroom, okay. and I heard this sound coming from outside. Yeah. Oh, no. Yeah. No. And not all, it's not an ice cream truck. It's a snow cone truck oh, no. that is coming through this neighborhood. I was like, oh, cool, guys. So I rushed out of the bathroom. I told the kids, hey, let's go outside. Let's get a snow cone. He's running to the snow cone thing, beating his kids there. Yeah. They're, they're in his dust, and he's got a trail of toilet paper <laughs> behind him. Yeah. And uh, they were so excited. Like, ooh, snow cones. So we got a snow cone. You get to choose your own flavor and everything. It's this oh, whole cool. thing. Okay. Well, then it came again. And again, it's coming like every day. Oh, no. And the snow cones are a little more expensive than just ice cream. It's like four bucks for one Whoa. snow cone. What? For yeah. ice and Are sugar you water. Yeah. <laughs> and that's the smallest one you can $4? get. Four dollars? Yeah. So if I did this Ooh. every day, the way it's coming, it'd be what, forty dollars <laughs> two kids, forty dollars a week? No way. So it's kind of causing some issues. Yeah. But the kids want a snow cone. The snow cone truck's coming oh, and we gotta get a snow no. cone. So yeah. Maybe you can get I had one of those Snoopy snow cone that's makers what I was and I was just buy my own. Yeah, just yeah. buy your own. It could be good idea. Get one. They gotta turn the little crank, it'll keep them busy for a while and mm-hmm. stuff. There you go. I yeah. loved that when I was a kid. It was so fun. Four bucks? Yeah, <laughs> for yeah. a snow cone? Oh my gosh. <laughs> wow. Hey, here's a question for you. How many different modes of communication do you have when it comes to trying to get in touch with your kids? And I mean, they could be like in the next room or upstairs in their bedroom and you're just trying to let them know dinner's ready. How many different modes? Let's talk about that next. Did you make this promise to yourself when you first got your kids a phone that uh, you would not be the family that texts each other in your own home? <laughs> That's not never going to be us because we talk to each other. My, my wife and I promised each other like we would never become that family. We totally do it now. Text like dinner's ready. Be down here in five minutes because it's the best way to get a hold of them. Right. The kids yeah. are always in their bedroom. They're always staring at their screens. So that's the best way to do it. But what I'm wondering is how many when it comes to those phones, 
uh, how many different modes of communication do you have with your kids? I was talking to a buddy of mine the other day, and he was like, so I texted, I emailed, and I finally got his attention through Snapchat. It was like, mm-hmm. how many different ways do you have to reach out to your kids before you get a response? Does that sound familiar? Does that happen in your house? We'd love to know how many different forms of communication do you have to run through just to get the kids to show up at the dinner table? I'll tell you from my own experience, you'll stand at the bottom of the steps in your house if you have an upstairs, downstairs, yelling for your kids to come down for dinner maybe two, three times. And then after that, you completely give in and start texting them. Dinner's ready. Because they got got their AirPods in or their headphones. They can't hear you. And you you feel like a fool down there like, dinner's ready. Dinner's ready. It's funny you say that (laughs) because I've never texted my husband within my own house. Yeah. But we moved recently for the first time in a really, really, really long time. And our old house was so small that I could literally, no matter where I was in the house, I could go, hey, can you hear me right now? And he would go, yeah. What? But he doesn't and, have the, the headphones and, in all the time no, like, no, like no. anyone under well, the age of 25 does. In the new house, it's a little bit bigger, and he'll start talking to me in the other room, and I'll go, I can't hear you. I'm way back <laughs> in the bathroom. Huh. But my sister and her husband, they end up texting each other within their own house because they've got a, a finished basement the middle floor and the upstairs, and it's just easier. Hmm. My sister works in the basement all day. She owns her own company, yeah. and it's just easier to get a hold of each other. But that that guy you mentioned that you know he finally got a hold of his son through Snapchat, yeah. a lot of that is parents have to get on each new platform their kid gets on so they can monitor their kid's social media. Yeah. So yeah. when they flip to TikTok, they got to get TikTok. When they slip, slip over to Snapchat, they got to get Snapchat. Yeah. It's, it's uh, endless. My daughter's preferred mode of communication for a while was snapchat and my wife got it i never got it and then she deleted it. she was just like this is ridiculous <laughs> and and she got rid of it so it's text texting is the best way to get a hold of our kids three-star general michael j flynn head of the pentagon intelligence agency knew all the government's dirty secrets he was one of the most respected generals in the military flynn knew what the intel world had been up to he understood its funding he ordered the first audit of the use of contractors this set off alarm bells the explosive new documentary flynn deliver the truth whatever the cost and covers the facts behind this scandal flynn told the truth he was the most dangerous person for donald trump to hire i find out the worst enemy that i'm going to face in my life is right here here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never before seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com salemnow.com